Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good Friday morning. The long holiday weekend is here and everyone is looking forward to it. Yes, we are. We've got everything you need to know to enjoy these final days of summer. It's September 2nd. This is today. Getaway day. Americans from coast to coast ready to enjoy summer's last gasp. And it is going to be a scorcher for tens of millions facing a record heat wave. Your full holiday weekend forecast and what you'll face on the roads and at airports. Straight ahead. Divided we stand. President Biden calling out Donald Trump and his supporters during a high-profile primetime speech labeling them a threat to democracy. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. Biden's message to all voters with the midterms fast approaching and how Republicans are reacting this morning. Breaking overnight, assassination attempt. A man aims a handgun at point-blank range directly at Argentina's vice president. heart-stopping moment caught on camera and the suspect now in custody. Take two, the second attempt to launch that massive Artemis moon rocket, getting the green light from NASA. We'll have the very latest with the countdown back on at the Kennedy Space Center. Those stories plus blockbuster deal. Hollywood's biggest movies of the year for just $3 a ticket. How and where you can snag some very cheap seats this weekend. And sister act, Serena and Venus Williams, thrilling fans of the U.S. Open, teaming up on the court for the first time in years. A warm-up for the hottest ticket in town. Serena's next match as she tries to extend that magical run. Today, Friday, September 2nd, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And welcome to Today. Thank you so much for starting this Friday morning of Labor Day weekend with us. Van and Hoda got a jump start on their celebrations. They'll be back next week. But we got a lot of folks on the plaza who got a jump start on their holiday weekend. The Labor Day getaway is where we are going to start this morning. Yes, millions of Americans are hitting the roads and heading to airports to mark the unofficial end of summer. And from the weather to concerns with the airlines, there are plenty of issues that could impact your trip. We've got you covered this morning. Dylan is ready with that holiday forecast, but we're going to start with NBC's Tom Costello because Tom has gone behind the scenes with the FAA as they try to manage this weekend surge at airports. Tom, good morning to you. Craig, here we go. Twelve and a half million people traveling over this extended Labor Day period by air. That's about two and a half million per day. And you're absolutely right. This is the airline's last chance to really prove 
that they are improving. And they have, but they've gotten a lot of bad grades earlier in the summer, some D's and some F's. So now they are on the rebound, they say, and they're trying to prove to the country that, in fact, they can handle the, the loads going forward. In the meantime, as you mentioned, an awful lot of Americans hitting the roads, and they're leaving right about now. It's a busy holiday weekend camping off a chaotic summer for millions traveling across the country. A third of Americans expected to take to the roads and skies this Labor Day weekend. Most will be driving, finally getting some good news at the pump. Gas now averaging 3.82 a gallon, down 40 cents in a month. But millions will also be going through airports after a summer of travel misery. I just want to check in with uh, New York Tracon one more time, reference Newark. At the FAA command center in Virginia, they're in high gear, tracking every plane moving across the country, coordinating commercial flights, private planes, rescue, and military operations. Now, after a summer of travel misery for millions of passengers, FAA managers are focused on keeping the airspace moving through this weekend and into the fall, especially in Florida, where air traffic control centers were understaffed and unprepared for the surge in visitors this year. What lessons have you learned here at the FAA from the last six, eight months or so? We have to make sure we have the right people in the right place. Uh, and we've done that this year with making sure that controllers are now uh, added to the to Jacksonville staffing. That passenger flood into Florida expected to continue through the winter and next spring. The busiest travel day so far this year, May 19th, nearly 51,000 flights. Right now they're averaging about 47,000 or so. The biggest potential disruptor this weekend, as always, the weather. FAA meteorologist Roland Nunez. These are where the disturbances are, and they're actually moving across. This uh, one in particular going across Oklahoma and went over towards uh, the Florida area. Meanwhile, at 12 of the country's busiest airports, Atlanta to Chicago, Detroit to LAX, the nation's biggest pilots union continues an off-duty picket, not a strike. They're in contract talks, and they want more money and an end to the record overtime they've worked as airlines have struggled with a shortage of pilots. They have tried to put schedules back in place that are pre-pandemic level flying, but they don't have the pilots and flight crews trained to do so. Delta says the union's goal is to gain leverage at the negotiating table. So, Tom, let's go from the uh, skies to the roads here. As you mentioned, there are going to be a lot of cars on the road this weekend. Give us some tips yeah. to try and beat the traffic. So keep in mind, we're talking about more than 100 million people traveling in some form over the next few days. Leave early. If you can, leave as soon as the Today Show is over, not before. Leave this morning. And if you can, if you're going to wait until tomorrow, leave early tomorrow. The other tips might involve, in fact, if you're going to be driving on Labor Day itself, you want to leave, if you can, before 4 p.m. or after 10 p.m. Uh, and then try to program the GPS. Listen, this is one of those things I always forget when I get in the car. Look for those opportunities to avoid road closures or heavy construction or whatever. And then I'm in the jam and my wife says, you didn't program the GPS. I, yeah, you're right. So uh, try to program the GPS early to avoid those obstacles if you can. This does save you time, guys. Our transportation correspondent getting, <laughs> getting grief from his wife. I love that. Tom, very, very relatable. Tom Costello. Tom, thank you, sir. All right. When it comes to flying in the holiday, of course, the weather is a major factor. Out west, a dangerous heat wave is gripping the region. Tens of millions of people are under heat warnings from the Pacific Northwest 
to California. Triple-digit temperatures in some areas running 10 to 25 degrees above average. It's putting a strain on the power grid and fueling new wildfires. Let's check in with Dylan, who's in for Al, and has a first look at the holiday weekend weather. Good morning. Good morning, guys. And that heat out west is going to stick around through at least Tuesday. So this is a long-duration event. It's this area of high pressure that's just allowing all this warm air to slide in from the south. And not only is it a long-duration event, it's an expansive event. Look at all of these record-breaking temperatures we're expecting this weekend from California and Washington all the way into the western plains, including Montana and Wyoming. We're looking to break high temperatures in areas like Salt Lake City, a high of 99 degrees would break the record of 98, close to a record in Las Vegas, but you head out to Grand Junction, 99 for uh, forecast, 98 is the old record. So we are going to see these temperatures not only break high temperature records for the day, but also perhaps the month of September. The warmest it's ever been in September in Sacramento is 109. We're forecasting a high of 109 on Monday. Same goes for areas like Salt Lake City. It's only ever gotten up to 100 degrees in September. We're forecasting well above that all the way through uh, the upcoming weekend. Now, temperatures across the country uh, elsewhere look pretty nice, especially on Saturday, some 70s back through the upper uh, Midwest and the Northern Plains. Beautiful in the Northeast, although that flood watch still continues down through Texas into Louisiana on Sunday. Still looking for more wet weather along the Gulf Coast. The interior Northeast will see some late day showers. The western half of the country still seeing lots of sunshine and the record heat out west. And then on Labor Day itself, Tom just recommended traveling on Labor Day, but along that I-95 corridor, it looks like we could see some pockets of heavy rain possible. So it does look pretty unsettled as we go into Monday. Chanel. All right. Thank you, Dylan. We'll get much more on the forecasts in just a bit. Right now, though, let us welcome in Peter Alexander as we turn to that politically charged speech from President mm -hmm. Biden last night. Yeah, you're exactly right. This was a blistering speech from President Biden, repeatedly calling out former President Trump as well as his allies. The president condemning political violence and warning that blind loyalty to a single leader, he says, is fatal to democracy. With Philadelphia's Independence Hall as a backdrop, President Biden last night warning American democracy is under assault by the forces of extremism led by his predecessor, Donald Trump. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. The president said he was not talking about all Republicans, but while Biden regularly spoke about threats to democracy during the campaign, this speech marks a sharp new tone for him as president. He long avoided mentioning Mr. Trump by name, but has now escalated his fierce criticism against a military backdrop. There's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. The president only briefly referring to Democratic achievements while noting the fight over abortion rights. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. Backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception. No Protesters right to tried to interrupt the president's speech. Empathy that fuels democracy. The president hitting back. Good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. The fiery speech reflecting President Biden's growing concern about Trump allies continued denial of the 2020 election results. You can't love your country only when you win. Top Republican Kevin McCarthy accusing the president of dividing Americans. Joe Biden and the radical left in Washington 
are dismantling Americans' democracy before our very eyes. And former President Trump later responding on his social media site, calling the speech awkward and angry, adding, if he doesn't want to make America great again, then he certainly should not be representing the United States of America. And on the topic of January 6th, there's another headline. Mr. Trump now saying that he is financially supporting some of the accused rioters from that day, adding that he will strongly consider a full pardon for them if he runs for president, Craig and mm. Chanel and wins. All of this coming, again, as this federal judge has now weighed in on that ongoing legal battle between right. former President Trump and the Justice Department, where does that part of the story stand? Yeah, so it's a good question. This federal judge in Florida right now is deciding whether to appoint this independent third party, what they call a special master, who would review those materials that were collected from Mar-a-Lago right now. Mr. Trump's lawyers compared him keeping those highly classified documents to basically having an overdue library book. The mm. Justice Department says they oppose this. They don't want there to be a, a separate set of eyes taking a look at it. They say they've already looked at it. They say because he's no longer the president, he has no rights to have no right to have those documents in the first place. And one other important note, the judge has now said that she is going to make public, allow to make public a detailed list of everything that the FBI seized from uh, Mar-a-Lago. All right, Peter Alexander, our chief White House correspondent. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Peter. All right, well, now to that frightening scene we showed you at the top of the show. Argentina's vice president greeting supporters overnight when someone pointed a gun directly at her before being tackled by security. Today's senior international correspondent, Keir Simmons, joins us with that story. Keir, good morning. Hey, Chanel, good morning to you. These are chilling images for any democracy. An attempted assassination against Argentina's pro 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 progressive vice president and former president, facing a gun at point-blank range. And she's lucky to be alive this morning. Cameras were rolling. Argentina's vice president smiling. Then suddenly, a loaded pistol is pointed at her head. A click is heard but the weapon does not fire. An attempted assassination, according to one government minister. Another angle showing Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner greeting the crowd, when in seconds, the man pushes forward and holds the gun inches from her face. Argentina's president addressing the nation. Cristina remains alive because for some reason, not yet technically confirmed, the gun which contained five bullets did not fire. Within minutes, a suspect was detained, dragged down by a crowd, taken away with a coat over his head and later in custody, covering his face. His motive unclear. Forensic police out in force. Overnight, supporters rallied outside the vice president's home, a towering figure but controversial. Argentina's politics increasingly bitter. She has faced protests and corruption allegations that she has denied and branded a media judicial firing squad. Now these images, the most serious challenge to democracy for decades, the president said, warning that hate leads to violence. But as Argentinian television replays these seconds again and again, the danger this morning may be deeper political divisions. And this morning, Chanel, many in Argentina are united in condemning what happened and world leaders are speaking out, one saying hatred and violence will never triumph over democracy. Guys. All right, Keir, thank you. Lots more to get to here on a Friday morning, including the next launch window inching closer for NASA's inaugural Artemis One moon mission. In fact, take a live look here at the Kennedy Space Center. As of right now, 
It's a go for tomorrow after those technical issues forced Monday's attempt to be scrubbed. NBC's Jacob Ward is here with the very latest. So, Jake, let's start with what happened on Monday. Yeah. What more do we know about what caused that mission uh, to get paused? And, and how confident are they that they are going to be able to launch tomorrow? Well, NASA engineers essentially identified two problems. One was a possible hydrogen leak, and the other was the fact that the engines which run on hydrogen as you know simply weren't staying as cool as they thought they needed to it turned out in the end they were actually functioning perfectly it was just that a sensor was broken and so they say they've now got both of these things resolved now the question is whether of course the projection at this point is that about uh, the the uh, possibility of scattered thunderstorms across the state uh, may make it roughly a 60 percent chance of going up but they think that they have the technical problem solved and that's what they were most worried about so then with that said what's the plan and timeline going forward if they have to scrub it again. Well, I, you know, Tom Costello was talking earlier about, you know, running for the airport, uh, you know, right after the Today Show. That's what I'm doing to get down there. So I'm really hoping it goes forward. <laughs> if it does get scrubbed, they need then a 72-hour window before they try again. That's the rule. And so it couldn't happen again before Tuesday. That would be their next window at it. Then it's September 19th if that doesn't work. And the end of this launch window is early October. So if they don't get it out of here by October, we're going to have to hold off for a while. So this rocket, as we know, it's been under a lot of scrutiny, over budget, long delayed right. to take place. This is high stakes for the folks at NASA right now. If it's not able, if they're not able to go ahead with this, what kind of a setback is that for NASA, given all the private enterprise in this industry? Well, Peter, I mean, I think the real setback that NASA would be worried about is us here not talking about weather or scrubs or the rest of it, but talking about something bigger, right? If something went wrong with this rocket, I mean, you have to keep in mind, right, these rocket engines, I mean, they, they go from zero to 17,000 miles an hour in eight and a half seconds. They are just a big can of go and you don't want anything going wrong with it. And you also have to think, you talk about budgets and delays, and I agree with all of that, but you also think about the ambitions of this. We're talking about putting people back on the moon on a whole new part of the moon we've never been to before. You could conceivably get there and find water. You could then use that water to fuel a new set of rockets that would go from a space station going around the moon on to Mars. Mm. At this point, I think NASA is pretty happy to be just sitting here talking about the weather, talking about scrubs, in order to keep their eyes on this long-term goal, you guys. That puts it in perspective, doesn't yes. it? Yes, it makes it contagious. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, thank you. We're going to let you go because we don't want you to miss uh, no, I got to go. Get Appreciate it. Thank you care. mentioned the weather, by the way. Let's turn to Dylan once again. How are we looking down in Florida? A big can of go is my new favorite phrase, I think, though, <laughs> from now on. Uh, we do have scattered thunderstorms across the area. Keep in mind, it is a two-hour window, but if there are thunderstorms with light within that 12-mile radius of the launch site, then that could cause some delays. But again, these are quick-moving thunderstorms. They pop up and then they go away. So within that two-hour period, there should be a good window uh, for things to go uh, down in Florida. So that's just something we'll keep an eye on today, though. Elsewhere across the country, sunny, absolutely beautiful across the Northeast, low humidity temperatures in the 80s, isolated strong storms through the uh, northern plains, also the flooding potential down near the Gulf Coast, especially across Texas and Louisiana. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you. Thank you. Coming up, can Serena make it three for three? All eyes back on the tennis icon tonight. And we're going to talk about the impact of her magical run with one of our favorite people, Mary Carrillo, live in studio this morning. Also ahead, how does catching a movie for just $3 sound? Everything you need to know to take your entire family to the theater over the holiday weekend for the price of a single ticket on any other day. We'll get to that in just a bit. But first, this is Today on NBC.
At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back at 7.30 with a look at our plaza. Look at this. It is packed. We love that crowd, of course. We love all of you for waking up with us on a Friday morning. A big thanks for spending part of your day with us every single morning, especially as we head into a long holiday mm-hmm. weekend, right? Yeah, We're ready. Yeah, everybody's ready to get mm-hmm. this fall started in earnest. I yes. Right. Enjoy summer one last time. We've got a busy half hour ahead, starting with your 7.30 headlines on this Friday morning. We start in Ukraine. A team of U.N. inspectors at a Russian-controlled nuclear power plant says it plans to stay put at that facility. Inspectors finally got a first-hand look yesterday at damage from months of shelling. They say that the physical integrity of the plant has been violated. Inspectors say world leaders cannot tolerate any more damage to Europe's largest nuclear facility. The CDC yesterday signed off on updated booster shots from Pfizer or Moderna. The latest vaccines are designed to target both the original coronavirus strain and the Omicron subvariants, BA4 and BA5. The CDC's recommendation means the shots can now be administered to the public. The updated vaccines should be widely available in pharmacies and health clinics in the coming days. All right, to the NFL now and some news that is certain to ruffle some feathers. My apologies in advance. Poe, the Baltimore Ravens mascot, has been placed on injured oh, reserve no. after an injury last weekend. It happened during, wait for it, a mascot versus kids football <laughs> game. Does always funny. get out of hand. That announcement came yesterday from the Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh. Serious injury to his drumstick, and uh, he will not be able to perform for the rest of the season. We will find a replacement. We're going to go to work on that right away. We're going to turn over every stone scour everywhere and find his replacement. <laughs> Who knew Harbaugh was so funny? It's the drumstick that gets you every time. It turns out that when Poe was injured last weekend, it took like literally five minutes before the medical team oh, came no. onto the field to check him out because they literally thought this was part of his shtick, oh, no. right? Poe, fortunately, as you see, recovering now, said to be in good spirits. We are told there's no word yet whether the Ravens will take a new mascot under their wing. Oh, oh. Out for the season, though. That's got to be pretty serious. Yeah, can you imagine, though, they thought it was like his deal and the so guy's like hurting. growling. They're not even allowed to talk when you're a mascot. Oh, so it was like, oh, Poe, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you oh, and the family. <laughs>
from uh, football to tennis now, the mm-hmm. talk of tennis, of course, Serena Williams with two thrilling wins at the U.S. Open already under her belt this week. She is just a few hours away from trying to extend her magical run even further. With us now to add her perspective, NBC Sports Tennis Analyst uh, Mary Carrillo, who of course was also a professional tennis player herself. Morning, guys. uh, Has been in Arthur Ashe Stadium watching Serena over the last uh, week or so. Has called every Serena Williams match (laughs) for the last 20, 25 years. She put my children through college. (laughs) Single-handed. No doubt about it. We're we're loving the run so far. I mean, it's been amazing to watch. What do you make of it and and how real is the possibility that Serena Williams could win the US Open? I you don't bet against you don't bet against an icon who really has it in her head that she could go far. Mm. I mean she's been playing much better than she was playing earlier this summer. Uh, her draw has opened up as well. I mean for her to be playing, let's just think about this. This icon is playing in Arthur Ashe Stadium mm-hmm. at the Billie Jean King National Tennis mm-hmm. Center. I mean if you're gonna if you want a long goodbye you want it. You want it there. That's a good way to put it. Here's mm. what I was wondering. I was watching her play with her sister last night. Yep. Was it a good thing that she used her energy for that? Like, part of me thinks, okay, maybe then now she's warmed up even more. You know, she's ready. Or does it exhaust her? If that's, you will. that's a good question. I mean, she was kind of bending her serves in. Yes. She wasn't going big. She's going to have to bring the heat tonight in her match against Ayla Tomjanovic. But they wanted to look. They've won 14 majors together. Yeah. It's probably the last time. We'll ever see them playing doubles again. It could be the last time a lot of these folks play, you know, see Venus. Um, I guess it was a good thing, but I'm a little worried. I mean, she's been out there. She's been prime time every single night. The joint is jumping. It is so buzzy out there. I don't know how she does it without being exhausted. What's amazing when we talk about this match against Isla Tomljanovic tonight, Mm -hmm. she's 29. That means she was six when Serena won her first U.S. Open Mm. tournament here. But let's talk about what she means, right? We hope this isn't the swan song. We hope we get to enjoy her for several more matches. But what does Serena meant in real terms to the sport of tennis, to women's tennis in particular? Coco Gauff a woman of color is playing another woman of color, Madison mm. Keys, today on a huge stage. Coco, who's amazing, by the way, got yeah. to the French Open final. Coco says when she was growing up, Serena Williams was number one in the world. Mm. And she looked at her and said, she's the same color as I am. Mm. That, was, there was, that just made nothing but sense. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, look, everybody has been affected by her. There are, there are plaudits coming in from all over the world, from, awesome. from rock stars, from the NBA players, right? Tiger Woods was, yeah. in, her, was yeah. in her box the other night. Um, it's just something to see. But yes, for women's tennis, she just, there's, there's a, I mean, I think she's one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Yep. And I've been around them. Man or woman. Man or, I mean, I'm putting her up in, you know, Jordan territory. I'm for sure. Ali territory. Absolutely. And I think, I do really think that's where, where she will live. Mary Carillo. That's great. Always good to have your perspective. Enjoy the match tonight. I and sure will. I'm going to be up in the wax. <laughs> You're not going to be in that seat that Maggie was talking about? <laughs> no. I don't get that. Okay. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Nice to see you, Mary. Coming up right here, several ways to have some fun and save some money over this holiday weekend. We're rounding out the best Labor Day sales that you can't afford to miss. Also, a blockbuster on the big screen for just three Box three dollars. Yeah, Joe Fire sounds too good to be true, but it's really happening. Yeah, huh? it's really happening. Got three bucks right here. So Craig, Chanel, Peter, Mary, my treat. If you guys want to go to the movies tomorrow, some big chains are taking part in this. Why are they doing it? We're going to take a closer look at that after the break. We want to go to the tennis. <laughs> We 
are back at 743 with today's Consumer Confidential, and we have a fun one for you this morning. Yes, in fact, you might want to clear tomorrow's schedule if you love movies, because a cinema ticket is going to cost you less than your coffee order. Yeah, you can invite the whole neighborhood. It wouldn't be that much. How and where NBC News now anchor Joe Fryer is here with those details. Joe, good morning. Hey, that's right, guys. You can count your loose change, right? For one day this holiday weekend, watching some of the summer's biggest blockbusters will only cost $3. It's just the latest creative promotion to try and get people back into theater seats as the box office competes with the living room and all those streaming services. After two years of dwindling business, movie theaters are bringing out the big guns, like Top Gun, with movie lovers basking in the aviator's shaded nostalgia or laughing at some minion-made humor. Such blockbusters beckoned many back to the big screen this summer, and if they didn't pull you in, maybe this will. On Saturday, the price of admission at many theaters will plunge to $3. It's part of a newly created event, National Cinema Day, the industry's attempt to lure back pre-pandemic customers. The movie industry is definitely at a crossroads. That's why you're seeing the movie studios and the movie theaters now working together to try to come up with ways to bring people back. More than 3,000 theaters across the country are taking part, including major chains like AMC and Regal. And the three-buck ticket is good for all screenings on September 3rd, matinee, late night, even IMAX. But it won't cover that popcorn. Since theaters reopened, they've been getting creative to try and fill seats again, from a Nicole Kidman ad campaign to cocktails and knitting nights in Australian theaters, even this car-smashing event by warehouse cinemas to promote the movie Unhinged. All this is some of the industry's biggest companies saw their stocks tumble in August after reports that Cineworld Group, which owns Regal, is considering filing for bankruptcy. They hope to change the tide. I don't think the $3 movie day is a magic bullet, but I do think this promotion is going to remind a lot of people that going to the movies is as fun today as it was in 2019. After a hot start to the summer, August was tough for ticket sales, but AMC CEO Adam Aaron believes people will come back in eye-popping numbers with more blockbusters later this year, including Universal's new Spielberg pick, The Fablemans, and some much-anticipated Disney flicks, Avatar 2, The Way of Water, and Marvel's Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Like those sequels, theaters are hoping for an encore. We should mention, of course, Universal Pictures is part of our parent company, NBC Universal. To find the theaters near you that are actually offering this $3 deal, you can check the National Cinema Day website, and we'll have a link on today.com. Joe, while we're on the topic of some weekend fun, we were just talking about the U.S. Open mm -hmm. and how fun it is to watch Serena Williams. You had a little unique U.S. Open experience yourself. We're going to share on Saturday, today, tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. We keep saying all eyes are on Serena Williams, which is true, but after this story, maybe your oh. eyes are going to oh. be on the yes. ball crew. Oh. They actually great. had to try out in June. So I went along for the ride. You can see, boy, really That's good job there. I yeah. just, I just nailed it right there. It is not easy. The hardest thing is actually rolling the ball. You yes. have to like do it with precision, but you can't have much bounce or anything like that. So I gave it a shot. We're going to see how well I did tomorrow morning on Saturday today. Uh, part funny. of the answer to that question might be the fact that I'm sitting here with y'all. Yeah, right you have now. to pick up the speed. <laughs> but you know what? In all honesty, when you don't notice them, that's how you know they're doing their job. Exactly. Because you know, you watch those kids and they roll up, and then the players just throw in the ball. You know, and then they're back like. <laughs> 
dress exactly. the part, Joe. And that's part. really all that matters. That's all that matters. So more, more of my legs tomorrow morning. She's got interesting. There you go. We're gonna have to auction off that red headband. Thank you. While we're talking about the weekend, Dylan, how's the weather looking? Well, here for the U.S. Open, it couldn't be more beautiful. But down south is where we do have more potential for flooding rains, especially down near Texas and Louisiana. Not much doing right now, but we are going to see that stalled front continue to be the trigger for these uh, random showers and thunderstorms that could actually produce rainfall rates of about three inches per hour. As we know, the ground is totally saturated. Any additional rain could lead to more flooding, and we are looking for another several inches of rain possible. We might even see some flash flooding down near Corpus Christi tomorrow, where we could end up with at least three inches of rain. So certainly something to watch again going into the weekend. And that's your latest forecast. All right. Thank you, Dylan. Up next, we are diving into the Internet's newest debate. Here we go. What color is this Gatorade? Don't be so quick to answer. Stick around to see why. Right what after this. Is. What color is your shirt? It's yellow. Obviously, yellow. Yeah. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. We're back with Michael Jordan and in, in one of Gatorade's classic Be Like Mike ads. And the reason, well, that popular sports drink is in the headlines this morning. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, now you got to. Sorry, I was just checking it out real quick. Yeah. real quick. Yeah, no doubt. My apologies. <laughs> the University of Tennessee's football team, they're starting this fierce debate online over the color of the lemon lime Gatorade. We all have ours here. What do you, what color well, do you You're think? wearing yellow, so hold up to your dress. That's a good way to do this. Well, you know what? So it's more green. But then look, it does look more green. Yeah, and then when you put it up next to the grape, he's right. No, no I it's, think it looks but more But it's more yellow. yellow than green. It's yellow. You know, two yellow. things can be true. It can be yellow green. Not when it comes to color. Do you guys remember that dress, the black and white dress? Yeah. The black? Was... I think that was, what, 500,000 views? I think it was no, more than that. 500, that was a lot. Well, no, we, this one is 500,000. So we all say yellow. No, that's blue and black. No, the Gatorade. No, no, well, we have to go to commercial. This is yellow. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.